0: Dot com. The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Well, if I don't get to moving a little more quickly, we're never going to get through this list of nine afflictions that the Apostle Paul addresses in second Corinthians 6 4 and five afflictions that he experienced as a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ and he sets these forth as examples of the kinds of difficulties that all ministers should expect to to face in fact all Christians who are committed to serving the Lord Jesus Christ should expect to face far from the fallacy that some people have that serving the Lord faithfully means you should be shielded from difficulties. The Bible teaches just the opposite. Those who serve the Lord faithfully are going to be called upon to endure extra difficulties, different and and additional afflictions, more than than others who aren't as committed to the Lord Jesus Christ— who aren't as serious about their service to the Lord Jesus Christ, and, in many cases, more than the unconverted world. We live in the same fallen world as everybody else, in the same kinds of bodies of flesh as everybody else. They are subject to to disease and death and ca- d- decay and tiredness and, and all of the, the needs which bodies in this world require in order to live in this world. Plus, We have the spiritual pressures that come upon us from our adversary, the devil, who is targeting the people of God in a specific way that is greater than the way that unconverted people experience targeting by Satan. And I'm not saying that he never targets unconverted people at all, but he's he's already got them. They're in his kingdom. They are... Citizens of the kingdom of darkness, he doesn't have to target them, but he targets Christians because they are a threat to his kingdom. So we can expect greater afflictions, not fewer, and that's what Paul is talking about in this section as he lists nine words that describe the afflictions that he has faced as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we'll continue studying this list on this Wednesday, January 25, grateful for the opportunity of teaching God's Word on this station, where you can tune it in and, and listen to the teaching of God's Word, and thankful for the financial support that enables us to do this. The minister's afflictions fall into the category of general pressures and imposed hardships, and self-imposed hardships. And we're still dealing with that first category, the general pressures, listed in verse 4 as number one, tribulations, number two, needs, and number three, distresses. Tribulations are general pressures. It's a general term. It can really cover almost anything. Needs are, that's a word that's a little more focused, and it means troubles that create pressing needs such as unexpected illness, unexpected accidents, unexpected financial crises of various kinds. Or, I keep moving in this direction and then getting uh, waylaid to something else, but how many of God's servants, and I'm thinking particularly now of vocational ministers, pastors, and, and missionaries and so forth, How many of them are laboring in places where they really need some help, but they don't have it? They talked on the broadcast yesterday about the need for for some time away from, from the labors and pressures of ministry. Just like you need an occasional vacation from your job, whatever it may be, and it makes you a better worker when you get one. So pastors and missionaries and other Christian workers need an occasional break from their labors because the body needs that kind of a break. And it not only is necessary for their health and welfare, physical health and emotional, mental health and so forth, but it's also a benefit to the ones that they minister to, that they can have a minister that, that is refreshed from time to time and doesn't burn out. You've heard that term burnout? How many pastors, how many missionaries, how many Christian workers have just exhausted themselves to the point of burnout? They can't they can't function because they are just they just <laughs> they're overloaded and they they're burned out. There are different things that cause burnout, but one of the things, of course, is is unrelenting labor and unrelenting pressure. And that would fall into this category of needs. Ministers have needs that are created by the normal demands of ministry, plus those unexpected troubles that come along and add additional pressures. I'm thinking about a young pastor that I know in a faraway state, an excellent young man. I've gotten acquainted with him as I, my wife and I generally visit his church at least once a year as we take a vacation and go visit one of our married daughters and her family that live in this faraway state. And this is their church, and we go to church with them, and I become acquainted with the young pastor. And I, we were shocked a couple of years ago now, I suppose, when our daughter sent word that Pastor so-and-so has announced that he's going to resign from the church, not to go to another church. He's going to resign from the church and go into an entirely different kind of work. He's, he's leaving the ministry altogether. I was certainly shocked the church was certainly shocked Now and I prayed for him mightily in that situation and tried to reach out to him but he didn't seem interested in in having input so I just uh, let him know of my concern and prayers and availability if he wanted to someone to talk to but then a few months later he he didn't leave the church he announced that he was going to do this but he didn't make, seem to make any Specific uh, arrangements <laughs> to take that step, and everybody in the church loved his ministry and was hoping that he would change his mind. And sure enough, a few months later, we got the wonderful report from our daughter that he was going to stay. That he'd addressed the church at the end of a sermon one Sunday and said, "Folks, the Lord has has restored my my." Burden for the ze- for the for the ministry and my enthusiasm and zeal for the ministry and I'm not going to resign and everybody was so thankful but now here's here's what I'm getting to. He basically said I just was burned out. That's why I chose why I told you that I was going to resign. I was just burned out. Now he didn't explain exactly why. But I knew why, and surely his church should have known why, he was what we call a bivocational pastor. The church was not supporting him fully. It is a small church, and presumably they were not able financially to support him fully, though (laughs) that's another issue that I won't get into. There were some people in the church that if they had, had given more, according to the great abundance which God had given to them, some very wealthy people in this church, from what I'm told, they would have been able to support him full-time, but they didn't. They, they, what was coming into the church on a regular basis in their offerings and what what they, they were able to do with their budget just didn't allow them to do that. So he was working a public job and also carrying on pastoral ministry, and he just got overloaded and completely worn out. And even now, I'm concerned about him. He has been able to make some adjustments and cut back on his public work and cut way back, but he's still doing some, but he's cut way back on the number of hours that he's devoting to that. And the church has increased his salary some, but not really enough to to allow him to be uh, full-time in the pastorate. And I'm concerned that burnout is still a real possibility for him. Now, I would not say to him, "Young man, you you should demand that the church supports you full time. You shouldn't put up with this. You 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 should expect more financial support from the church." I wouldn't tell him that at all. I'd tell the church that they ought to do more than they're doing, that I, if, if at all possible, and. If they can find it within their resources to do more, they really ought to do the best they can to to support him fully. But it's also true, what I'm showing you in this passage, that God's servants are not sheltered from the same kind of pressures that other people have. In fact, they generally have additional ones. Do members of our congregation ever have... Hardship, financial hardships and financial pressures, yes. So why should ministers of the gospel think they should be exempt from that? That's part of the sacrifice that we have to make to serve the Lord. Not everybody. Not everybody has to make that sacrifice. Every one of us have to make sacrifices of various kinds. But not everybody is going to have to make the sacrifice of of doing public work while trying to carry on a pastoral load as well. But the point is that ministers face general pressures of all kinds. General pressures, included in that word tribulations, troubles that are created, that come into our lives, that create unexpected pressing needs. And the third word in this first category of general pressures is distresses. That means tight situations, seemingly unsolvable difficulties, the kinds of things that arise in the lives of ministers that they have them backed into a corner, so to speak, and they don't seem to see any way out. They are caught the, the this word is sometimes translated straits distresses is my my version's translation but straits they are caught in these straits it's like being in a vise that things just come in and squeeze them maybe what i just described by that young pastor in a faraway state, would fall more into this category of distresses or straits or tight situations. His his responsibilities stretched him so thin that he was just in a vise. And the only way he saw to get out of it was to resign from the ministry. That seemed like the only solution to him. And thankfully, God renewed his willingness to stay and provided some relief so that he wasn't in quite a tight, It's quite a tight a vice as he was before. But that's the kind of general pressures that people who are serious and committed in serving the Lord are going to face from time to time. And we need to be ready for it. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.